It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Subscribe to the podcast and don't miss your weekly dose of can of confidence. And pot puns. Lots and lots of pot puns. And greatest hits like this episode from the Casually Baked Archives. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. And I'm about ready to lose it over the CBD tsunami. I mean, CBD itself hasn't jumped the shark. But everybody and their mother is slinging something infused with hemp-based CBD these days. I mean, Carl's Jr. is even getting in on the action. On 420, they served up a CBD-infused burger at one of their Denver, Colorado locations. The Rocky Mountain High Cheeseburger Delight featured a sauce infused with hemp CBD. It was reported as a one-store, one-day test on cannabis' biggest holiday. Some people might think that's cool. If you ask Carl's Jr., they'll say they're innovative. But my gut reaction is that CBD-infused fast food devalues the plant medicine and turns it into a fad. Or worse, it catches on and some poor idiot starts eating a Carl's Jr. burger every day, thinking they're doing something healthy for themselves. (sighs) But I digress. That is not what this show is about today. Skincare is a huge category, seeing a massive influx of CBD-infused products. And multi-level marketing companies have flooded the scene with overpriced oils, tinctures, and topicals, and an army of CBD foot soldiers on social media pushing their products. That said, I invited two very smart scientist gal pals of mine into the studio to help us make sense of the products out there and how to be discerning shoppers when it comes to buying CBD. 
Dr. Monica Villalpando and Bridget May both left the pharmaceutical industry to pursue their passion for cannabis medicine. Dr. V is a pharmaceutical development scientist and principal at Villalpando LLC, where she and her team create innovative products for the cannabis industry. Bridget is the founder of Green Bee Botanicals based in San Francisco, developing potent pain-relieving topicals and cannabis-infused skincare delights. So if you've had trouble making sense of the CBD health and beauty products in your face, this episode is for you. Settle in, my friend. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. I'm happy to have a couple of my girlfriends in the studio with me today. Hello, ladies. Hello. <laughs> so I have got Bridget May. She is a botanist and a chemist. And my girlfriend, Monica Vialpondo. She is my favorite PhD formulation scientist. I have them in the studio today because we have a major problem on our hands, ladies. We are being bombarded by CBD skincare that is so outrageously advertised, and the prices are so over the top that none of us even know what's good, what's not good, what we should have, what we shouldn't have. And then to top it off, these multi-level marketing CBD companies. So I want us to kind of dive in today and help people make sense of what's going on, help them be better shoppers, help them really even understand why the fuck they even want to use CBD. I keep talking to people all the time, like, what's your why? You know, are you just using CBD because it's popular? Like, why are you doing this? So I want you two to just briefly introduce yourself, and y'all have an interesting little story about how you met. You were girlfriends before we all became girlfriends. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Joe. Joe. So excited to be here, the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my name is Bridget, and I'm, uh, like Joe said, I'm a botanist and a chemist. I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry. That's where I met Monica. Um, Now I run Green Bee Botanicals, which is a cannabis skincare company. We do CBD and THC skincare, so we can go into the differences a little bit later. I met uh, Monica in an interesting way. I'll let her introduce herself and then we can <laughs> tell explain our story. funny story. Um, so I also come from pharma. Uh, I spent about 15 years in drug product formulation. I was also involved in the regulation and the implementation of electronic cigarettes in, while I was living in the UK. I found myself about three and a half years ago back in San Francisco. I did my undergrad here uh, working in pharma, the same pharma company that where Bridget and I met. And, um, well, Joe, <laughs> we met in Bologna before this 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 <laughs> venture back to, to California. Was it back in Bologna we were talking about doing some sort of adventure together and um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I think maybe that's planted the seed because then when I was living in in the UK, that was my first dabbling with um, cannabis. Dabbling. <laughs> well, I I had well, let's say formulation dabbling. I had used it, uh, consumed it recreationally for many many years, uh, but this was the first time I considered 
uh, applying that knowledge. And so um, I used uh, the the understanding of electronic cigarettes, and I did my own very simple cannabis infusion process using ethanol in my house. Oh, me too. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I almost burned the house down. I uh, tried to get that solubilized in some of the um, in the e-liquid uh, juice, non-nicotine containing, and just playing around there. So that was that was the start of it. And um, so then I found myself back in the Bay Area, and we hit the ground running. I looked at the dispensary shelves and knew that with the formulation background and and then um, the experience with vape and as well as topicals that I had gotten involved into as well started my own consulting business where we specialize in um, finished products of to to the cannabis industry. Awesome. Yeah, and it is interesting because your skill set is a perfect storm for being really creative and, I don't know, effective in the cannabis space because, you know, you are able to see these products that they're great ideas, <clears throat> but everybody doesn't necessarily know how to really execute to the level that somebody who has worked in big pharma can, like you two ladies. Totally. Let's first talk about the why, you know, why people should use CBD in the first place or THC, since we work with both of those cannabinoids, THC and CBD across the skin. Like, you know, what's so beneficial about that? And, you know, how does it actually even work? Well, um, some people know there's an endocannabinoid system in our body and including our skin. The receptors are all over our body. Um, and it's a little bit more recent that we discovered they're in the skin. And that endocannabinoid system is there to regulate all the systems in our body. So keep us in homeostasis. So that's, you know, sebum production, it, it regulates pain and inflammation and itch sensation, n- numerous other things. And we actually have endocannabinoids that we make ourselves. So anandamide and uh, 2-AG, which are kind of the analogs of THC and CBD, those all interact with those receptors in different ways. Right. And our skin is the largest organ, organ in, the on body. A, in the body. Now, is it CB2 receptors that are on our skin or are CB1 and CB2 receptors on our skin? Both of them. Okay. Yeah. So that means, so THC connects with those CB1 receptors and CBD connects with the CB2. Right. Okay. It's, so it's actually a little bit more complicated than that, but um, well, yeah. everything's more complicated yeah. than that when you're a scientist. We, we just <laughs> try as, to talk in layman's terms over here. Right. It's never is clear cut. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. So, you know, so that means that both THC and CBD can be effective in skincare. Absolutely. Is one more effective than the other? Well, Do- I would say it depends on what you're trying to treat. So I'm always trying yeah. to identify what the target product profile yeah, is. So like, what are we why, trying yeah. to... Yeah, why? And so in some cases, you would want CBD over THC or even be interested in some other more minor cannabinoids and their influence in, in the targeting of whatever ailment you're trying to treat. Or you you might want to use them both together. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. They, no, no, no. Absolutely. Kind of work in conjunction with each other. Yes, I preach about the entourage effect all the mm-hmm. time. And, it, you know, it's kind of like being with your girlfriends. Like, it's always more it's an, fun when you're together. When your entourage <laughs> is with you. <laughs> For sure. The complexity of the skin and getting compounds through it um, is 
quite involved in different pathways that you can achieve. So I think, and that adds to this entourage effect, it's a little bit, while we're still understanding what's going on, it's a little bit of let's throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks and then start peeling apart and identifying it that way. I love that. <laughs> it's truly true. It's it's In one way, you can argue that's not very scientific, but on the, on the other hand, I look at it as, you know, let's see where we get a response. If you first are trying to understand a process, you want to screen very extreme um, um, scales or, you know, uh, scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I think in the case with the Folly Pharmacy, let's really, okay, here there's a clear trend with with this combination of cannabinoids, say flavonoids, even terpenes, and then dialing it back and understanding it um, a little bit better from there rather than starting from a single molecule, say a CBD isolate, and then trying to build up those building blocks because the complexity and the interaction between all of these uh, this other plant material, I think, can can uh, be overwhelming if you're trying to build it from the ground up rather than right. starting from large and then and then going down into the details. Right. Um, I was going to add on to that. I mean, you were, you were talking about throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Traditionally, the way people have been using cannabis on their skin over the, you know, in the ages was they would just make a, a tincture or a poultice or whatever and put it directly on their skin. And that's the whole plant, you know, and that's really where the medicine comes from originally. And so the, the effects that people have been getting in the past, you know, was based on that whole plant medicine. And then now as scientists, we're pulling it all apart, like you said, and like trying to decide like, oh, well, which cannabinoid is actually having which effect? And that's what we're, you know, still discovering. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you're going to, the starting point of, of using it is like use whole plant stuff because then you're more likely actually to have the effect that you want because that's traditionally where it came from. So if someone's shopping for whole plants something, what do they look for on the label? I would, I mean, usually they, it's not always on the label, but it would say full spectrum cannabis. And that would mean that it would include not just <clears throat> the cannabinoid that's of interest, but some of the other minor ones are going to be coming along with it because it's really hard to isolate them exactly. So if you get a CBD full spectrum, you're going to have a, a tiny bit of some minor cannabinoids in there as well, including THC, hopefully. <laughs> um, and that'll have the entourage effect going on. Right. That makes sense. But I do want to add for the sale um, across you know, 50 state lines can have full spectrum, but some THC, but has to be below 0.3% right, by weight. Right. So I think it's interesting. Um, the whole hemp based CBD market is really exploded, like you said. You know, I'm speaking from a person in the cannabis industry, and my products, you can only buy them at a California dispensary because it's regulated. And so there is, you know, I have a vested interest in, you know, people using topicals with THC in them. Just a full disclosure there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I actually believe that the CBD and THC do affect the skin in different ways. And you asked me earlier, does CBD dry your skin out? Mm -hmm. And that is like a huge question. And if you look at some of the papers, it does affect the sebaceous gland in, a, like in different ways. The THC and the CBD affect it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've really been struggling to figure out what's going on with my skin. Like, it's just, you know, it's always a little bit dry, but it's just been worse lately. And I'm like, okay, it is. It's a giant experiment. It's like, what do I take away? What am I keeping in? And I've been trying to figure out 
for nine or 10 months what it might be. And then it dawned on me, I have a lot of CBD products. And so I'm like, maybe I'm putting too much CBD on my skin. Is that a thing? And so I'm like, okay, let's get the smartest scientist oh. in the room with me. Let's see if that's really a thing. Wait, you didn't read that somewhere? You just it's- no, I experienced that. Oh, yeah, I'm, you- I am in process of experiencing. Do you that. put any THC on your skin? Um, well, in oh no, because I use mine in in Mon's muscle rub. So no, I don't put THC on my skin. Hmm. I mean, I put it in my vajayjay. <laughs> yeah, as you should. <laughs> I, I made a face serum for you, and that had THC in it. That was a THC-heavy mm-hmm. one. Oh, that one had THC? Yeah, it was okay. a THC-heavy. So okay, because I cut that out. I think you okay. should use that. I, so yeah, it was one part CBD and three parts THC in that okay. face serum I gave you. All right. New well, so experiment. let me just tell you <laughs> the article that I've been like reading over and over because it's has a lot of information in it. It's actually talking about how cannabidiol, CBD, could be a good treatment for acne on your face. And the and they have threefold reasons. One of them is that it helps with the overproliferation of of skin cells. It is an anti-inflammatory, both THC and CBD are anti-inflammatory, and it tends to reduce the production of oil or sebum that your skin produces. It affects it in that way. However, <laughs> I just want to caveat that in that both of the cannabinoids, or all of the cannabinoids, they tend to um, balance things out. So it's, it's almost it, like it treats an imbalance. So if you're, if you're overproducing oil, it's gonna, it might, it'll af- affect that. But if your skin is not overproducing oil, it probably is not going to like suck it all dry. Right, right, right. It's not like putting alcohol on your skin and drying it out. It's not like that. It's like affecting the system. Got it. What so, that is actually producing said oil. Right. Okay. But it's right. bringing it into balance. So, But that's hopeful information for someone who has acne and they don't like the way some of these really harsh medications make them feel. Mm-hmm. Using some sort of a CBD face serum could right. be something to experiment with. Right. But the flip side of that, in this same article, the THC has the opposite effect. So THC is an agonist or it activates the receptor and CBD is an antagonist. So it deactivates or it like interferes with the activation of the receptor in the sebum production, the sebaceous gland. <laughs> it's called. Well, salacious information salacious, about the sebaceous gland. Sebaceous. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's interesting. But given that, I mean, it's like you can't just say, oh, yes, this is going to like dry your skin out. It's a little bit more, it's like I said, it's more complicated than that. Well, and we all have different genes of pre- pre- presenting. Presenting, thank you. I'm like, I don't, maybe this Coyote Blue was not the best thing for me this morning. Um, but yeah, that, you know, that they're just like, I metabolize THC a lot faster than other people. Like you were like, right. I need to take a baby hit. So it totally makes sense that what works for one of us might not work for everyone. It also has to do with the differences in the formulations, too. So it's not just a matter of CBD and THC. You can have, say, if you're experiencing, if you're prone to dry skin with CBD uh, products, then you might want to look for ingredients that are a little bit more moisturizing 
um, and designed for for uh, dry skin right. too. So it, it is very much on the the cannabinoids, and as we mentioned, the the, the polypharmacy, the entourage effect, but also the formulation. Right. Um, and the ingredients and components that, that make the product work. Well, and that comes down to the art of the science, which, you know, we agree that that's what formulation is at that point. So you take the facts of how it all works and then you add the finesse to it with all the other essential oils or other carrier oils and all of that kind of stuff. So that is actually a good segue into what are some of these things that people should really be looking for if if they see let's say some sort of a face serum or you know topical that's upwards of $50 they, this sh- there should be some luxury starting to happen in products that cost that much i think so what are some of those things if you're going to spend that kind of money what should they be looking for well first and foremost i would say it, is it full spectrum that right. would be number 1 if it's not indicated, dig a little deeper to see if it might be worth that extra the price. Uh, I also like to look at the concentration of cannabinoids. And that the way that these products are labeled are all over the place. Yeah. So I'm in the industry, and sometimes I have to whip out a calculator and figure out, because people will just do 400 milligrams. And I say, okay, what's the volume? Oh, great, it's in ounces. Okay, convert that to milliliters. So I just um, try to understand what the, the concentration is. Then look into the other ingredients that you're seeing. Are these natural ingredients or these organic ingredients um, that would help drive that would contribute to the increased price? Um, is there any? Are th- is the company advertising any um, enhanced properties, formulation technologies, increased water solubility? Because that would also dictate, um, you know, a slightly higher price compared to a standard infusion process. Um, and packaging is a big one for me too. How your how your products are packaged and how well they're protected from light? Um, are they in glass? Are they in plastic? Is there external packaging? Um, all of those components, I think, make up the quality of your overall product. Yes, and so when you say, "Is it in clear glass? Is it in plastic?" What we want to see is something that is airtight. So you know, some sort of a topical wouldn't be in an open air tub. It would be in glass over plastic, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and and having what kind of, like, tell me what the ideal thing is because, you know, we tell people to think about it, but what should they really be looking for? Well, if you think it's all about preserving your cannabis medicine mm-hmm. and it is prone to oxidation and is light sensitive, so it will degrade over time. So if you have a topical that's in clear plastic and you put that on your count windowsill in the bathroom. Or leave it in the console of your car. Yeah, it's going to degrade at a much faster rate than that same formulation in a UV-protectant glass bottle. Um, You're going to have a better stability of your product and then a a longer shelf life and a better efficacy and more more use of your (laughs) (laughs) the money that you've spent into the... I want to just add that when you're talking about plastic... Cannabis and cannabinoids are oil-soluble, and plastic can also leach into your product, depending on what kind of plastic it is and how Mm -hmm. long it's been in there. And, you know, that's stuff you don't necessarily want to put on your skin, is like stuff that came out of your plastic bottle into your product. It's why we see... 
like essential oils, always in glass. And always so many of these glass. topicals incorporate essential oils. So you would, yeah. would think to apply the same logic. For sure. And there are some people that will say their product is 100% bioavailable. 100% bioavailable. Nothing is 100%. Thank you for saying that. Did everyone hear that? (laughs) Nothing is 100% bioavailable. Oh my gosh. There is this. Unless you're injecting it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Unless you're injecting it. That's not an option, okay? (laughs) Um, But so I wanted to continue like. Monica was talking about finding a good product, and I, I feel like she's mostly talking about the cannabis industry. So that means like products that we know are tested, we know are you know pesticide free because they have to be in California. But the hemp CBD that we're talking about is not regulated at all. So those products, you don't know what's in them because there's nothing you, there's nothing on the label even to do a calculation with. You know, a lot of the times, and you don't know where the hemp came from if it's you know, full of pesticides or heavy metals. And I think that's a really big issue and why, you know, at least at this stage in the United States and in California, you should buy your products from a cannabis dispensary. You know, you should buy my products from a cannabis dispensary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But not not to say that there aren't some hemp-based products out there that do test and do care about, um, you know, what they put in there and what they're telling you know, their customer. I mean, I do see some pretty extensive labeling done on these hemp CBD products, but there are so many out there. And I get emails every day, hey, tell me what you know about this product. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm going to have to Google it just like you should have. And then I Google this stuff and most of them are the multi-level marketing style where they have so much money. They can create all of these really slick labels and marketing sheets, and they use all of these big fancy words for this fancy kind of technology that they've used, and that's why it should cost you $129 a week for your hemp CBD oil. Wow. You know, in order to buy it, you, you buy into the system, so then you're selling it. So then people are saying how amazing it is because now they're trying to unload the $1,000 worth of product that they had to buy to get in on this deal. And so everyone's hearing how amazing these products are, but it's all because they're trying to sell it. And, And so it's just ridiculous. And so I want there to be some sort of a... I think in the show notes, I would like to, at the end of all of this, be able to put, like, this is your checklist. These are the things you should look for. Yeah, and should we call out any of these companies? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't like the call-out culture. I, I think it's terrible. <laughs> I just think people should be, be savvy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So a lot of people get nervous about topicals that have CBD and THC in them because they're like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to be high. Right. And I recognize that there are some people that are ultra sensitive, and if they were rubbing CBD and THC on their hands and on their wrists, would they feel psychoactivity? Well, I don't, and I use it all the time, and sometimes in really high concentration, actually. Um, I'm doing a little experiment on myself right now. <laughs> a little Rick Simpson oil. <laughs> Rick Simpson oil on the, on your skin to see if you have any sort of effect? I have like a, what do you call it, a keratinocyte. Like um, it's like a, 
It may be a precancerous growth on my face. Okay. It doesn't look like anything. It's like skin colored. So it's probably nothing, but I am going to have it checked out. I have a doctor's appointment. But in the meantime, I'm putting like concentrate, THC concentrate on my face. And to be honest, it, I think it's actually getting smaller. So that would, and that makes sense because that's what Rick Simpson said it was supposed to do, you know. Um, I don't think it makes sense because Rick Simpson said so. No. I think it makes sense because of science. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he, he claims to have cured his skin cancer. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it. I think that does work. I I will be curious. I want you to keep doing that and check back in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but what I was going to say was that I think. I mean, the stuff I make in you know my products, they're they're for topical application, and they're not meant to get into your bloodstream because they don't have any um, penetration penetration enhancers. So they don't. Maybe a minute amount, but. Monica knows more about that. Yeah, it's really in how it's formulated. The skin is an amazing protective barrier. So right. it's very hard to get cannabinoids across the skin. It is doable, um, and there have been papers that have shown it. Um, and there have also been some investigations looking, do people feel high after taking topicals? And the answer has been no. Now, the extent at which you can, in chemical structure although there are differences, mainly an open ring, um, that that difference causes CBD to be more permeable across the skin than THC. So THC is harder to get through. So if you're going to get high off anything, it's going to be CBD, which is going to be non-intoxicant. Um, so that's one. And most of these uh, topical formulations are not created to be uh, transdermal either. Right. Right. So like you said, like your products aren't, they're not intended to. You have an eye cream. You don't want that to be <laughs> absorbed. Right. You want it to linger Stay on the skin. skin. And most of the mm-hmm. topical um, products are intended more for localized relief. Now, of course, there are transdermal products out there and they're formulated with those type of ingredients. So if you're somebody who's scared or, um, uh, yeah, a little bit intimidated by using topicals for the reasons of getting high, then don't get a transdermal uh, formulation. Get something uh, more localized. And it'll be very clear if that product was designed to be transdermal or not. Right. right. Good advice. I've actually never tried a, a dermal patch before, but I'd like to. I've tried them. I think the bang for the buck is not there for me. That is a really expensive way to treat pain. Yeah. If you had to use it every single day and it's $20 a patch, yeah, it's fucking expensive. For sure. Well, it has to do with the technology that goes in it and with the patch formulation and, it, and especially with this type of delivery system. It's not just the formulation. It's the patch design. It's the kinetics and the release rate. Um, so it's more of a complex formulation to consider. So that's reflective of the price. And then also these... Products are intended to have a longer release, so you can wear it all day. So maybe it's just $20 a day versus taking a gummy or swallowing a gummy where you're going to have low bioavailability anyway, and you're going to take maybe five or six gummies. It might come out to to about the same. So I think when the sense of the patch, I agree they are expensive, but you have to consider the technology that goes into creating them. Oh, yeah, totally. I just know my experience is I did it. You know, yeah. I felt like I got more relief from using the topical than I oh. did from the patch. Interesting. But can also be the formulation. I was right. fixing to say, I'm like, but <laughs> I'm, wait, every, 
But I, I hear there's a, a, a better one coming to market, right. so I'm excited to <laughs> try it. Every patch is created <laughs> equally. I am working on a patch. It's my favorite project thus far. So it's really, well, I, one of my favorites. It's quite exciting. Not to say, right. there's no favorites, but one of the, I just, <laughs> because it's very challenging. Go I ahead. I just sorry. talked to a friend yesterday who, who said her father uses the patches. I can't remember the brand, um, um, but it, it's supposed to last for 96 hours. And she said that one worked better than anything. And he loves it. He uses it all the time. So I think I know what brand that you're talking about. And I do know that the scientist behind that patch has a very strong background in transdermal drug delivery. So I'm not surprised okay. to hear that it, it works quite well. Cool. Yeah. For me, I'm like 96 hours. I mean, do you bathe? Like... <laughs> That is a bit much. I think. Like, everyone's different. <laughs> I, yeah. Although I had, so I first got into the transdermal patches, trying them out because I'm dealing with plantar fasciitis, and I would just forget it was underneath my foot the whole time. And then I tried, like, oh yeah, this thing is still there. Wow. <laughs> so Did think, it help? No, and it's because I've learned this now. Underneath the foot is the thickest layer of the stratum corneum, the large, the the top layer of the epidermis that you oh, really want to get you're through. Walking on it, it yeah. So um, those cornea, say in comparison to the corneocytes on your eyelid, were very thin, uh, five layers. Under your foot is fifty layers. Yeah. So I mean, it's also how effective your topical is is where you apply it. If you're going to do, you know, uh, thicker areas under but mm-hmm. the elbows, heels versus your face, you're going to have different absorption properties too. So let's talk about that because that's some of the other fun skincare stuff out there right now are the scrubs and and things like that. So if you have a scrub infused with CBD, is that something like would be good for your feet and your elbows and that sort of thing? Like tell me like what's all exciting about that? It's not a leave-on product. It's a, you know, a wash-off product. So that's part of why it wouldn't maybe be as quite as effective because you're not, you're just going to rub it on. And so it'll be on your skin for a little while and then you're going to rinse it off. So it it almost seems like a waste to me a little bit. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about it because say with the example of the scrub, there, there are a lot of great scrubs out there. You can use a CBD as say part of the anti-inflammatory, anti-skin irritation, but I agree with you because it just gets rubbed off quite quickly. So if if I were to make a scrub, it'd be quite low of a, the CBD would be more of an additive ingredient rather than right. the main performer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. So now let's move on. Another thing I see all the time are bath salts. So let's talk about these. Is it CBD and THC or just CBD bath salts? Like what would we want there? Um, I would do both because um, they both have anti-inflammatory effects and analgesic effects. They help with pain. But, you know, you're putting those in the bath and you're soaking in it. So you're sitting in that for a while. Sounds nice. Let's take a bath. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree. Um, Both cannabinoids, always. If you have the choice, try to get more of that entourage effect as much as possible in your products. Um, And you are sitting in it. And again, I think that... How long should we sit in it? You take a bath for it. Right? 20 minutes? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. As long as the water stays hot. (laughs) I mean, people have more time than I do. Yeah. I like get in the bath and then 
10 minutes later, I'm like, it's hot and I have a thousand things I need to do right now. Well, you know, (laughs) sitting sitting immersed in water is actually really good for you in other ways. It's kind of an old treatment when people go to the the baths. Mm -hmm. Um, But something about immersing the body, it it helps with edema, keeps your body, kind of makes you pee a lot, you know? So it like reduces the amount of pressure and swelling in your body. So that's like awesome, you know? And then on top of that, with a little bit of... The bath salts and essential oils. Right. Relaxing. Now, do these bath salts, do they leave a ring around my tub or are they, are they, have they made them pretty clean these days? Mm, I've had experience where, well, cannabinoids are oil, basically. So it's going to be a little bit of oily residue on your, on your bath, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it depends on if you're taking a bath in isolate, less oh. CBD isolate, less likely. If you're going to do a full plant spectrum, right. you're going to deal with more of that ring challenge. and. Or did was it formulated to be more water soluble? Right, too. that's true. Then you won't deal with that that oh. ring. So there's again, it's very much how that product is designed. Are you developing developing a bath salt, Monica? Um, <laughs> <laughs> water soluble bath salt? No, well, I <laughs> I have something in my in my pipeline, but but um, I have a I have a lot of things in my pipeline. It's hear, it's, it's further ya. it's further down the the line though. I hear um, well, yeah. and to be perfectly <laughs> honest. You know, when we get together, sometimes it's just like, ooh, what do you want today? Yeah. You know, right. and then it's just get in the kitchen and play and make things. So, that's yeah, so I, I definitely draw inspiration from my friends and their set preferences, their personalities, what, what I think would they would enjoy, what type totally. of product. And, and it's, it's worked so far. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, Everyone's so Joanna's, always, I was, oh. she's my muse. She's my formulation muse. <laughs> right. It's yeah, my, my friends are always asking me, make this, make that, do all, you know. I'm like, okay, it's on my list. <laughs> yeah, so you have a new line coming out soon. Yeah. What are, what are the products that you're, you're rolling out? Oh, my God. Launching has taken so long, but it's finally happening um, in May. Well, the end of the month. I have Too Faced serums. These is all cannabis-based products, an eye cream and a massage oil. And these are products that I've made previously when I was little green bee, and now I'm green bee botanicals. I was in just a really small amount of shops before, but now I'm going to hopefully be all over California. I'm really excited about that. Congratulations. Um, That's very exciting. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah, time flies. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I like quit my job like a year ago. So now it's like, oh my God, it's been a year. That's so crazy. Yeah. So you and Monica made similar leaps. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I remember both of us were kind of in the closet. Well, we definitely were in the closet at the company we worked at, at the pharmaceutical company. And um, I knew her just like kind of casually because she worked in a slightly different department than me, but our offices were really close together. And one day she called me into her office, and she's like, shut the door. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit. What did I do wrong? Like, what's going on? I shut the door, and she's like, um, I think we have something in common. I was like, what? Yeah, so I... Figured you out first. (laughs) Probably because I left something on the printer or something. No, no. Um, I was just researching cannabis topicals, and you had written a blog for Sava. 
Oh, sweet. And I saw your picture and I was like, wait, I know that girl. <laughs> and it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's so funny. <laughs> I'd come to her office and we'd just be chatting. Yeah, we would take cannabis chat breaks and we're yeah. like, oh, we have to go back to work. We're <laughs> so frustrated. <laughs> well, well, you both successfully leaped. Yeah. And you, yeah. you have both landed doing some really, really amazing things. I hope I start making money at it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hell, don't we all wish we'd start making money at what we're doing? You know, I feel like in the beginning, you know, know. it is, like you had said earlier, we are all throwing shit against the wall, seeing what sticks. It's true. And then when you start getting that momentum, it's, okay, can I keep my legs under me Mm -hmm. long enough to, like, get off the runway? Because... It is all happening for all of us, and it's happening very fast, but it takes some grit. For sure. <laughs> and a sense of humor a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> and to uh, keep going. Yeah. yeah, it's challenging, but I, I appreciate the work y'all are doing. and We I'd, appreciate you, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Do you have some things that you want to talk about that you want to address that you hear a lot? Right. Well, one, I think that the thing we were going to talk about that we haven't yet is hemp oil mm-hmm. versus oh yes, seed. yeah, I was yes. To say, realize you forgot to that. And so I think important. that the hemp seed oil, which comes from the the seed of the cannabis plant or the hemp plant, whichever, which is cannabis sativa, um, has no cannabinoids in it. It's just this edible oil. It's got amino acids. It's really right. good for us. Yeah, but you it has it. zero cannabinoids. It's good for your skin. It's very moisturizing. But yeah, it doesn't have CBD in it. Yes, it has. And we talked about this the other day, Bridget. It has a very short shelf life. So it is a very oh, wonderful right. oil to formulate with. But I don't like formulating with it because it has about three to six months shelf life. Ooh, that's interesting. Too. And then a lot of these products, like all natural ingredients only, and so they're not considering the right preservatives and uh, it, to yeah to create more of a robust product. And so... Um, I'm thinking of a particular brand that <laughs> dips their mascara in hemp seed oil. And most of us, ideally, should only keep mascara around oh, for like yeah. three months. Right. M- m- most people don't. I, w- and I use mine for a long time. Yeah, so if you're working, if you're putting something so close to your eye that's going to go rancid in three to six months, I don't think that that's a good right. consideration of an ingredient for the formulation. And that's, a, I mean, that's a really good point because most of the problems usually with mascara is that it, it it has microbial growth and you can fight that with antibiotics or, you know, a preservative system. But when something is going to go rancid, you can add antioxidants to it, but that's, there's only so much that that can do. And if your product goes rancid, then it's basically adding like um, you know free radicals to your face, yeah. you know, <laughs> which is exactly what we don't want. <laughs> exactly. So yikes! Um, I just bought new mascara and I took it out of the box, but I was still using the old one. But me too. Not to anymore. See, I label it when I open it. I'm a good <laughs> oh real scientist. I'm a good scientist. Well, I'm a product developer. I take these things seriously. Yes, sure. But but no, it's true. It, having a good lock because it comes so close to your eye. I'm already dealing with contacts. My eyes are already screwed, so I'm I'm <laughs> quite particularly sensitive to to that. Right. Um, this example, but <laughs> well, let's talk. Talk about eye cream for a minute because okay. you know you, you're developing or you're about to launch one. 
Um, what do we want to see in a really good eye cream? The way I formulated my eye cream is it's very light. Some of the eye creams I've used in the past are, are pretty heavy and it, you kind of, you know, you don't want to be rubbing in the area, the delicate tissue around your eye. So I make it really light. So it's, there's a, you know, there's actually a lot of water in it in, in addition to really nice oils like avocado oil, shea butter. Um, so you can just pat it in and it'll just, you know, it'll get absorbed really quickly. And then I use... Um, Is there CBD and THC? Yes. Are we doing both again? I do both. Okay. Because when you were talking about the oils right. drying up, that sort of thing, I'm like, okay, would THC eye cream be yeah. better than CBD eye cream? Like, what does this all look like? Because if somebody is out there and right. they're in another state that so they don't have access to a THC right. eye cream, maybe it's just better to... Use a regular Damel eye cream without yeah. any CBD in it. That's it, a really good point. I mean, to be honest, the scientists, it, the science isn't hundred percent for sure what's going on, but I believe that the CBD and THC together are going to balance the the sebum production in your skin. So, and then I also add other things. I actually, put caffeine in my eye cream, <laughs> which is a nice little boost for under the eye for puffiness and dark circles. Ardon, very interesting. I do want to add what I love about your eye cream, and I want to point out that's unique to most other eye products or cannabis-based eye products. They're normally oil-based formulations, and so you've gone the extra step to um, add water and make it um, more aqueous soluble. And so from an efficacy perspective, that helps the diffusion of, of your compounds across the skin too. And most most products in the cannabis space are just oil-based. Or because it's easier. Because it's easier, exactly. <laughs> so I, I wanted to point out that there's a little... Thanks. There's extra appreciate flair that. in your eye, eye cream that I, I yeah, appreciate. it's a little that. emulsion, a little mayonnaise. <laughs> nice. <laughs> For your Now, eyes. is that this that mm-hmm. you gave me? Yeah. All right. I get to sample it. Awesome. Very exciting. And especially when you get kudos from Dr. V. Right. right. Thanks. <laughs> the other thing is I... It does have some um, essential oils in it for for fragrance and for for their benefit, but I I really make it really lightly scented because essential oils are are essential essentially um, they can be pretty harsh, you know. And if and also, well, I'm sensitive to smells too, so I don't want to have a lot of smell right near my eyes or near my nose. So that was one of the very first things I learned about California. Smell. <laughs> people, a lot of people are super sensitive to smells. Like my first day in this one office, I walked into the bathroom and there was a note on the mirror that said, respect your coworkers and don't wear a fragrance to work. Wow. I was like, uh, people bathe in this shit in Texas. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Ooh, it's brutal. <laughs> Yeah, my sisters, my stepmom, I can smell them like three rooms away. Uh-huh. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Simon, I want you to dissect something for me because being from Texas, I keep getting a lot of emails about this one particular company that's based in Dallas. So they have tinctures, but now I notice that they have a topical. And so since we're in the topical business... I'm curious to just kind of understand the value of this product because they have something called the Ultra Cell Topical, and it's two ounces for $149.95. And 
I sell my stuff for 25 bucks and I think it's the best stuff on the market. So I just wanted, I didn't understand some of the stuff in the product description. So I was hoping you could maybe help me understand if there truly is, you know, almost $150 worth of value in this product. So it claims to be full spectrum hemp CBD with essential oils, which you ladies have said, that's awesome. Full spectrum is what we want. So, so far, so good. Um, This UltraCell full spectrum hemp CBD topical combines their trademarked full spectrum CBD hemp oil with a proprietary blend of essential oils to help soothe and relax away aches and pains, which that all sounds very normal. Organic aloe gives our topical a luxurious feel and leaves your skin feeling silky. The balance of essential oils, including black pepper, chamomile, and peppermint with UltraCell CBD hemp oil creates harmony to ease your mind and body. Do they have the full ingredients on there? Let's see here. And is this a for your body or your face? Body. body. Okay. This is body. So basically what I heard, I'm I'm going to be over here since I don't have a producer, I'm going to be speaking and looking online. But it sounds like every other topical I hear about, you know, they use essential oils, they use a couple of things to make it feel nice, but $150 for 2 ounces, like this seems crazy. Without knowing the technology that they're putting into it, and it sounds, looking to the company, it looks like they are using the same technology as they're using in their tincture as well. So it's important to consider that one technology or formulation is not applicable to all different types of products, right? Okay, so you're saying that whatever the special technology they have, just because that's good when you're taking the product, when you're consuming it orally, doesn't mean that it would still work the same if you're putting it on your skin. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it might not be as, maybe you have, say you apply this technology and you see a two times increase in bioavailability. Mm-hmm. But you apply it topically, you might be see less or more. I don't know. It is very expensive for what they're offering. I, I would not I would not advise my friends and family to purchase it. Right. They're using nicer glassware than my wrong glass, which I know is is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um so that could be adding to the to the cost. But in terms of the technology, I don't see any wow effect. If this company had taken it a step further and demonstrated with clinical studies, then I could understand charging such a price. Um, And that's not even, and I'm talking a proper clinical study, not just six people, a, a more extensive evaluation. But just to say we have this great technology and we're charging this much money, I don't see any, based on what I've seen about this company, I don't see any justification for that price. Yeah. And I think too that it's the nature of multi level marketing. Like, oh, sure. The payout is built into the price of the product. Right. And to me, that's just calling out the big elephant in the room. Right. It's like it may be a perfectly good product, but if they chose a different business model, it could be an affordable product that people that need it right. could afford. Right. Yeah, because the essential oils that they are listing are commonly used, and they're very much, some of those are in our muscle rub as well. They're saying aloe. I worked on an aloe for, after sun formulation, aloe-based. It's 
nowhere near that price. So the aloe isn't expensive. Well, an aloe is, <laughs> is water-soluble, right? Yeah, so that so, they have to use that technology. So to, if they're mixing water-soluble and oil, they're, so they're doing something. Yeah, their ultracell technology oh, okay. is, is... I didn't know what the ultracell... Yeah, that's what... I think the basis of this high, it could be a encapsulation, it could be a nanoemulsion, it could be a liposome, I have no idea. They don't, unless they, I I didn't see them go into it, um, how it's, how Hmm. it's done. So their hemp ECS blend for this topical, it says full spectrum hemp extract, black pepper oil, citronella oil, helichrysum, helichrysum, helichrysium, helichrysium, flower oil. Really good for your skin. Okay, good. And ginger root oil. Yeah, those are. I mean, those are great. Those yeah. are well thought out essential right. oils for sure. Sure. So it sounds like it is a well made product, but you could get this well made product somewhere else for a lot cheaper. Well, and wait, did they say hemp, hemp oil or hemp, or CBD? Does it actually have CBD in it? Well, yeah, but they use hemp CBD because okay. they're in Texas. Because okay. when you a lot of times when you say hemp oil, then I'm like, oh. That's hemp seed oil. Or, no, and you know, and you can hemp oil is used a lot on ingredients sure. lists for for the good stuff. Okay, okay. I mean, and I do. I think these are very thoughtful products. I just think it's people that are choosing a not sound way to sell the products. Yeah, I I could understand if that product was a hundred dollars for the two ounces, but not a hundred and fifty. That even a hundred, that's quite. Quite a quite a bit. That's yeah, quite I high. still haven't even seen something that costs that much. Yeah, yet. and the other thing is they're not clear as to what the dose is, right? What the concentration is. So um, I can't properly answer that question without. Do they have one milligram of CBD or ten milligrams of CBD per mil? You know, yeah. that will also dictate the price. That does. They don't have that included on here, but they do show on the the oils how much they use. So there don't just be like a tad, a, a splash of CBD enough to say there's CBD in it too. Right. Yeah, I'd be also curious to know what uh, preservative system they use and like what kind of antioxidants they're adding to, you know, preserve the oils. They have a full ingredient list. Well, and they do, but if I turned my computer oh, sure. around, I would unplug this whole yeah, yeah, conversation. No. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't pronounce some of the things on there. So Yeah, it's okay. But, you know, I just think this is the kind of exercise you do as a consumer. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, when you see something that costs that much or you have a friend that comes to you and tells you, hey, you have to try this product. It's amazing. Sign up under me. We're all going to get rich together. Yeah. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> like, let's rethink this. Like, you know, what is your why? Why do you want to use CBD? And, you know, are you looking for a CBD side hustle? You know, do you want to start slinging this stuff on Facebook? Or do you just want to get a really good product that's going to work for you and your family? So, you know, that's all I have to say about the multi-level marketing stuff. I've been getting a lot of questions, a lot of emails about it. I promised that I would dive in, and I really feel like that's enough because we all just understand the basics yeah. of it. If you're going to do that, you should get in at the top and get out, <laughs> get out once you have your money. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay, so ladies, I I know that we just kind of – babble on about stuff? Was there something we didn't go deep enough on that that you want to? Do we have any shameless plugs, any big (laughs) things coming up that you want to tell me about? Um, Well, one thing I wanted to say was that that, um, CBD actually might also be a good uh, use for for alopecia because it 
In the sebaceous gland, I'm getting into detail already. Um, Wait, alopecia. Tell me what that is that's, again. Um, when your hair falls out. Okay, that's what I thought. Kind of Just like wanted to make sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, from, yeah. You know, um, because I have a little bit of that from my skin no. stuff on the side. Yeah, I have these little baby hairs oh. that are popping up right now. Try putting some CBD on there. Oh, I have. <laughs> so the other night, <laughs> I was crying about it, and so my girl Doctor V made me something. So I, I've awesome. already been putting some. Some scalp, JoJo's scalp remedy. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Told you she's my muse. Um, <laughs> I love you. But what I wanted to say also is that I'm, because I'm launching and I have several partners in the industry, um, Society Jane is going to, actually, they're going to throw me a launch party next month. Um, but they're, Society Jane, they're the Good Girls Cannabis Club. Um, if you go to their website they'll and sign up for their newsletter, they'll let you know exactly when I'm launching. And once I am in their stores, which is going to be really soon, um, they have a, a discount code. So if you use Green Bee as a discount code, you'll get 15% off your first order. Very nice. And what is their website again? It's did- called societyjane.com. All right. Societyjane.com and Green Bee is your code. Yes, All and right. you can also go to my website, Green Bee Botanicals, and I'm also on Instagram, which is my favorite, <laughs> my favorite social media. You know, well, yours is fun, too, because it's not just, you know, nug shots all the time. Right. It'll be like, oh, I'm on a walk, and look at all of these amazing shapes and colors of all these beautiful flowers. I'm like, you know... You are you're living your brand. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Thanks. I love flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to post too many cat pictures. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> what about you, Dr. B? So I'm really excited. Uh, we just finished manufacturing of our official run uh, under Devios brand. I was the formulation scientist behind their line of topicals, which is a sunscreen and an after-sun formulation. They're amazing guys. They're surfers. They were, well, they are surfers. <laughs> and what's important to them was that this formulation was reef safe, all natural, and suitable for vegans. So they're very eco-conscious product line. So nice. it's been a really amazing opportunity. And now it, tell me again what the name of the product is where, so we can look it up and find it. Divios, D-I-V-I-O-S. Okay. Yeah. So nice. and and that's offering CBD THC combo or CBD only. Um, and so the THC formulation, uh, or sorry, the sunscreen um, protect, it's called, was made to be more THC heavy to perform a more of a protective layer across the skin. And then it was a CBD heavy for the after sun, so for more restoration properties. And it was really this project that uh, sparked my interest in UV protection and restoration and the use of cannabinoids and, and other ingredients to to achieve that. And so I just came back from teaching a cannabis formulation course at Loyalist College in Canada. Wow. And so, thank you. <laughs> Hardest thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> And um, I have a student that will be working with me intensely one month, and I'm, I'm going to have her go into some of the more finer details and the research and start getting the pieces in place to run more uh, some in vitro studies and hopefully um, some in vivo studies. Because really? I'm really curious. Yeah, I, I just have a feeling there's a lot of potential there. And if anything, I, I really want to understand 
how different cannabinoids interact with the skin and which ones will be more prone to yeah absorption, wow. transdermal absorption, and ones that would be harder. So and and it's basically taking what we know from you know standard non-cannabis topical formulation and what we know about very lipophilic drugs, so fat-loving drugs, and and trying to build in the pieces with with the cannabis. So now I have it was the uh, outcome of this sunscreen um, project that that started this my new set of research interests. Wow. Dining. I love that. Hear that. I'm trying to read your research. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> and as a, as a fair-skinned gal who gets called powder by her friends during the summer, I will be extremely excited to find out what you learn. You know, what protects, what heals, you know, like what's all that going to look like? Because I always feel, I don't like putting a bunch of sunscreen on my skin, but I have to just bathe in it basically all yeah. summer long. Yeah, there's I if any there's any major take home message, study sunscreens. I was when I got into it, I couldn't believe how little I actually knew. And coming from the product development world, I was a little embarrassed to be honest. And, and but no one tells you unless you take the initiative to what is SPF, what is UVA versus UVB, and why do I care, and what should I be looking? That's a whole other subset of questions of what should I be looking for in a sunscreen too. Well, maybe we have to do a <laughs> fun in the notes. sun episode yes, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Now I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, you don't know it. I definitely <laughs> Well, I know, know it now. I know it now. <laughs> I better well, know yeah. it now. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, when I first know. got into it, I figured, you know, I just assumed SBF 15, that's enough, or 30 right. is enough. I'm, I'm fairly dark skinned, but you want that broadband protection of UVA, right. UVB, and, and, and those different considerations there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, little mama. <laughs> you two smarty pants. Well, we will make sure and include the highlights of what we talked about in the show notes at casuallybaked.com, along with links to your product line, Bridget, um, Green Bee Botanicals. And also for anyone, if you're a scientist or you are a pot nerd and you want to know more about Dr. V and the world of cannabis formulation, I will also include some links for you to check out on the show notes there. Um, and congratulations, Monica. I forgot to even say this. She won the El Soli Award. It is the very first cannabis chemistry award, correct? Wow. You just accepted that award? I did, yeah. Thank you. Right on. <laughs> Go, yeah. girl. Thank you. So very exciting stuff. So you can trust the information that you heard here today. I hope we have helped you become savvier shoppers, at least a, giving things a little bit more consideration before you just buy anything your friend tries to sell you. And make sure it has <laughs> CBD in it. <laughs> yes, yes. Just really pay attention. Also, if you have any burning questions, um, like just like me wondering if CBD dried out my skin, any of those kind of can of curious questions, send them to me. I have access to really smart people and it sparks things amongst our community. It helps us create better products, better dialogues, and it really keeps driving our industry forward. So if you're curious and you have questions, submit your questions at casuallybake.com. Ladies, any parting words? You're amazing. We love you, so Joe. Much fun. <laughs> really, I'm oh. really. I'm really proud to be here, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love you guys. I hope today's chat has given you some guidelines around shopping for hemp and cannabis-infused health and beauty products. 
I'm including the tips Dr. V and Bridget shared with us in the podcast show notes at casuallybaked.com. The deeper we go down the CBD product rabbit hole, the more critical it is for us to be educated consumers. I hope you'll share this episode of the podcast with a friendly face in your life. And please rate and review Casually Baked the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Speaking of down, I've been heads down for four years building my business, and it's time to pack my bags for some cannabis-infused adventures. Next week, I'm in Calgary kicking off my exploration of the Canadian cannabis culture. I intend to experience and highlight the evolving cannabis culture around the world. So I might as well check out your neck of the woods, right? Message me at casuallybank.com to nominate your city for a live taping of the podcast. As always, you can connect with me on social at Casually Baked, where I highlight my highly responsible cannabis lifestyle. Do you have an infused product, flower, or ancillary device you'd like me to try with my guests on the show? If you're a cannabis brand interested in having your product featured on a future podcast, hit me up at casuallybaked.com. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out a major journey today on all major podcast platforms.